What's up, y'all? It's Books to Bills podcast, a podcast for the young professional. It's your girl, Erica, hailing all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? It's your favorite staff member, Shaq, you know, from the sunny state of Florida. Is it sunny? Yeah, it's it's real beautiful today. Like, real beautiful. Because, baby, now, over it's, here it's already in rained already. You know, I look... I'm about to say, over here in Tyler, Texas, it's raining. It's pouring. Mm-hmm. An old man is snoring. Yes. But I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. 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 Well, Shaq, you know, today we on your airline. So you mean tell me I'm running everything? Sadly. Unfortunately. Ooh, just the way I like it. Ooh, just the way I like it. Well, what y'all do for the fourth? That's how we're going to get started. I feel like you should go first. Mm-hmm. Me? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can tell you what I did. Um, So, I mean, I came to visit Erica, everybody. So I flew down to Atlanta, had a good time, and we ended up having another guest impromptu join us. So shout out to Sakia, who joined us at the last minute. And then it was also good to connect with um, Harold. Harold! But as I say those names, it makes me kind of nervous because I'm like, you know, like I know I've been, you know, handling the, and doing everything right in the quarantine. But you know how when you hang around people, you just got to hope that they've been following the rules. So shout out to them. It was good to have a little... Um, reunion slash catch up but I hope y'all been following the rules okay Shaq I feel you right there because I too we I didn't fly but I uh, drove my my happy tail 16 hours to Phoenix Arizona to see my sister so when you texted us I I you said AZ but I was like maybe she meant something else because I, I you didn't mention flying either and I was like I know she ain't drove out there and I was like hmm ain't no telling and you mean to tell me you sat in the car for 16 hours did did so my dad every summer we go to Arizona we usually fly because that's the only time of year that I get to see my sister and my uh, nephew in person And this time for 4th of July, my uncle was going to be in town, which my dad, I haven't seen him since my uh, grandfather's funeral. So it's been about five years. It was a big deal. And we were like, okay, we will go. We just won't fly. So we drove. It really wasn't as bad as I thought it would be because I was prepared to just be miserable. But, you know, we handled it. It was fine. Now, would I do it again tomorrow? Now, how much of that did you actually drive? Oh, we did half and half. Me and Nikki split it. Okay. Yeah, Pops was in the back chilling. (laughs) Pops was in the back chilling. Was this like a late uh, Father's Day slash, you know, like reward type of thing? <laughs> Christmas. Or gift, not reward. Birthday, everything. Don't ask me for nothing gotcha. for the rest of the year. Okay. Does Pops listen to books to bills? No, he does not. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to save my comment then for Pops. I'll call him up. You know, we best of buddies anyway. Y'all really are. He trying to set you up for marriage. I forgot y'all met. Mm. He would not shut up about that. He was just like, he y'all won't. not get married. I'm like, nope, not getting married. Anybody that knows him knows that's how he is. Lord have mercy. Yeah, I, I love Pops. I love him. But um, you asked what I did for the fourth. I hosted my dear friend Shaquille, Harold, friends, Shaquille, Harold, and Shaquille. We had a grand old time, and I too hope we are all safe. I believe we are. But it's a scary word out there. So y'all pray for me as I hop on a plane for the first time during Corona in about nine days to go see my parents. I'm going to focus on the excitement I have for seeing them. And I'm going to ask for God to cover me in the blood that stained that cross. Okay, amen. Hey, because that's all you have to do. Let me tell you, when you ask him, 
Then you speak over it and, and you do it declaratively. That's all you got to do. And he going to do I'm that. I'm going to manifest a good time in my parents' house, manifest a place of safety with no bacteria, including COVID. And I'm going to get to hug my mama and hug my daddy and hug my grandmother and be grateful that they're around to get on my nerves. Amen. I'm trying to grow, y'all. I be, I be trying to grow. I be trying to be mature. That's a good one there. Oh, yeah. I ain't going to lie, though. I'm so homesick. It don't make no sense. Do you plan on going home, friend? Yeah, see, I was going to go home. I was actually going to fly home this week, <laughs> like later this week. But then I got to thinking, I was like, even though I don't think and I've never shown any type of sign of, for COVID, I just don't think with me hanging out with a bunch of friends over the fourth, even though it was only four of us and six of us max, I still don't think that I should go home to my granny and them right after that. And also, they also had a lot of company at the house. And God forbid anything happened. And they say that it was because I brought myself from Florida. So I just want, you know, I just want to let everything die down. Then I can go home. So I'm planning right now to go in about three weeks. So holding it out. But goodness, I don't think I've ever been this homesick. I ain't been home in seven months. And that's as long as I've ever been away from my granny. I feel like I had this conversation very often. And I don't know if this is exactly true for you, but I tell people all the time, like, I honestly didn't move away from Dallas because I wanted to get away from my parents or even get away from Dallas. It was just, well, maybe to get away from Dallas, but like, it was, I wasn't running away from anything. And I just so happened to move to Houston and then move to Baton Rouge and then move all the way to Atlanta again, not thinking consciously about moving away from them. But I realized I also didn't consciously or intentionally think about staying close to them either. And so as I have been here and I've obviously established a life in Atlanta, that has probably been one of the most difficult things to deal with on a regular basis is being so far away from my family. And now, when I feel like I'm about to go into a better financial situation for myself and can like do move around a lot more comfortably, I might die to do it. So like, you know, and let me stop being dramatic because I really do want to manifest a, a safe environment, safe time. But um, yeah, I just, I don't know how you feel about that, Shaka, like where you, where you fit on that spectrum. But it's been really interesting dealing with that as a young adult, not being near my parents. And I think now I'm going to be thinking a lot more about getting closer to them, especially as I have children. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will say it is interesting when you have to navigate this and you had no intentions on being far away. Like, I think similar to you, I'm far from them, but there was never anything that I was trying to do. And here we are. So I do feel like some people like they may be trying to go away and then may, may have a different experience or not that they're trying, but they may have a different one. But mine is very, very similar. But right. guess what? We ain't too homesick to do. Take another virtual vacation. Amen. All right. All right. So let's let's pack your bags. Welcome. Welcome to Books to Thank you for choosing Books to Bills Airlines. Our flight time is expected to be two hours and we're heading from Atlanta to Oakland, California. <laughs> y'all erica just sing it to me it's four hours yeah it's actually four hours and 35 minutes not that you have ever traveled this exact route before but anyway so keeping with what we've been doing in the past we're going to travel down to uh we're going to travel down to uh, oakland but before we get there um, I do want to do some little reflections from our social media because I don't know about y'all but the colleagues really been chatting with us recently and i've been enjoying it have y'all been seeing it Y'all enlighten me. When? I said enlighten me. Oh, I thought you were saying somebody on there enlightened you. Mm -mm. Well, speaking of enlightening you, Tim did say, so shout out to Tim, my brother who 
is uh, he's really engaged with uh, books to bills. But two things that I, I need to I want to shout him out, but I'm hesitant to do it because one good, one bad. I'm going to start with the bad. The bad is why Tim always catch Jasmine pettiness and then I'll come back and tweet about it or either call me about it. So on Twitter, he going to say, did anybody catch the comment when Jasmine was like, any more comments about Memphis or Shaq? And I'm like, how does Tim always catch it? And it's been a few other times. Yes. He don't ever miss. He don't ever miss it. If something petty go on, Tim is going to catch it. So shout out to Tim. The other thing, though, back to what I was saying, Erica, is he wrote on Twitter, he said, I hope Erica don't go vegetarian. Stand strong for us meat eaters. <laughs> now, that is funny. <laughs> That's what he said. I don't know if you remember. It was like two staff minutes ago we was talking about. Uh, we were talking about. I don't know how we got on vegetarianism. But speaking of two staff minutes ago and catching up, shout out to um, Alexis, because Alexis, as was caught up on books to bill she posted about us on instagram so we had to share her post hey girl um but then i really want to give a little special shout out to my cousin chris because whenever we traveled last to st louis i forgot that he actually lived there and so he texted me and he was like oh i know you know since i live here i'm gonna go to that place and so he ended up going to sweet art bake shop remember that you told us about erica yes he went and he texted me he said literally he said the spot was the shit. It's a little overpriced, but it was worth it. I would recommend it. Oh yeah! Yes, he went on to telling me what they got, and one of the name one of the things on the menu that he got was the Audrey Lord's Chicken Challenge. So it's like so many things on here, but it's real cool. I love us. We need to get our trip sponsored by these businesses. Shout out to Chris. Yeah, so we can come and try this stuff that we sending folk out there. Okay. Absolutely. We got market influence. Um, and then shout special shout out to my Memphis crew. And it's something special about people from Memphis. Y'all know we went there last um, last staff meeting. And Natasha, Heather, Justin, and Cordell, they all listened to the episode. And they all followed back up with me, even though Natasha had to again shame me because I ain't never been to Lorraine Motel. So shout out to our colleagues who really be I'm glad she listening did. to us and, and digging deep. Um, But yeah. All right, this is the time again. You know, if you're a faithful colleague, go ahead and rate us on Glassdoor, a.k.a. however you participate in the staff meeting. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, five stars only, okay? And a positive comment. Let us know how you're doing, how we doing, and how we could be better. There you go. Amen. Thank you to our friends who have already rated us. Um, shout out to Lauren, because I think Lauren rated us on, um, on Apple Podcasts, so shout out to her. Thank you, Lolo. But getting us started with Oakland, um, I'm going to start off with a little trivia because I'm tired of talking, do too much talking. So I'm going to start us off with a little trivia. So everybody, we're going to Oakland, California. My first question is Oakland's population ranks top 10 in California in, in terms of size, their population. So what's their number? So on one to 10, how large is Oakland? With 10 being the largest? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say seven. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say six. <laughs> oh, so y'all must have cheated. Ain't nobody cheating. Mm-mm. Perfect. Patty don't cheat. Because literally there are three, depending, depending on where you look, there are three. It's one of the tops. something like that, but there are three options and it's six, seven, and eight. That's where Oakland has moved within the last, like, however many years. So shout out to y'all because that was real good. Well, you know, I'm literally supposed to be in Oakland, California right now. Um, oh. So this is special to me. 
Hey. You 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 are there virtually. I am. I'm in training. Right. In, she in training, mm-hmm. y'all. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Cause why? Cause you started your new job on Monday. She started okay. her new job. She started her hey. new job. Hey. Hey. Guess who also started their new job on Monday? Jasmine started her new job on Monday. Hey. New on Monday. Job. She started her new job. Hey. Come on for the glow up. Yes. Amen. Guess who didn't start a new job today? <laughs> you really want the song? No, 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 no. Don't sing the song for them. Uh, so, so I was don't. going through learning some stuff about Oakland, y'all, and I started looking through some celebrities. So the next question is, tell me a celebrity from Oakland. Too short. Too short? I don't think too short from Oakland. I know he's from out there, but I don't know if he ain't from Oakland. Ooh, I got mine. Okay, who? Keisha Cole. Keisha Cole. Okay, I wanted to spend some time on that one. Y'all, I had no idea Keisha Cole was from Oakland. I thought she was from Atlanta all this time. <laughs> she definitely give off Atlanta vibes. Did you not watch the show? But I thought that was in Atlanta. But she talked about her mama and her mama from Oakland. That's why they so crazy. Oh, yeah. I did not. I had no clue. I guess I wasn't paying attention. And I think it was in Atlanta. Okay, because I thought they had like her studio was in Atlanta, right? And she lived there, right? I'm pretty sure she lived in Atlanta. And you know her. I don't know if her mom was with her. So maybe she moved to Atlanta for her mom or for music. You know what I mean? Like that wouldn't be... A far-fetched idea. But yeah, she's from Oakland. Yeah, and I don't know how long she stayed there. She was just amongst the list. But no, Jasmine, too short is from L.A. I knew he was from out there. Dang. But then, yes, that's the one that really stuck me because I was like, I could have, I would have argued somebody until today that Keisha Cole was from Atlanta. I know I know another person. Yeah, you know Kehlani? Yes. So she's from out there? My daddy, he from Oakland. Okay, yeah, okay. Dad. Um, Then some sports folks, Marshawn Lynch, he from there, Damian Lillard. Um, then Shamar Morris from there. I did not know that. I thought he was like from Detroit or something. He's certainly a reason to go visit. <laughs> All right. Yeah, this next question is a good one. So the Mountain View Cemetery is popular. All right. So it's a cemetery is popular. Why? Never heard of it. So I'm going to be guessing outside of my neck. Like, give me a random reason why a cemetery might be popular. Maybe they discovered um, slaves. There years no. ago, I know it got kind of morbid, but I'm thinking more so like Black History. <laughs> no, because it got a mountain view. <laughs> oh, is it? Is it? Um, because you can see the mountain from it. <laughs> right. Does it have to do with like the indigenous people? Mm-mm. Y'all got too deep and way too smart for me. It's popular because it's a dead gum park. So they said people really just scroll or stroll all of whatever the word is, Lord, I can't get them out all through the park and just running through there, working out through there, laying out through there in a the hammock, all this through a cemetery. Which I want to do it. I have no interest. That's not a stop on my Oakland, California list. Mm. Can I tell y'all a fun fact, though? Y'all know I watch documentaries <laughs> and one of them was talking about basically how eventually because the United States has chosen burial as their method for, I guess, quote unquote, respecting the dead, that we'll eventually run out of space to do so. And so that's one. And that two, so many 
grave sites go on claim like they their property so i could buy a lot of land and make it a cemetery their property they go on claimed and people build on top of them all the time so with that said you just don't even know if you're not on top of one anyway especially like in downtowns and um, buildings and stuff like that that's how people be getting in trouble later on they have to take the buildings down and you know people be fighting for it but yeah i do know that cemeteries are are one exception to eminent domain yeah what does that mean Eminent domain is when they like when the basic I don't know all the technical term is, but it's when the government can just take your property from you and then pay you money. And they say it's like for the government's use or blah, 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 blah. So this often happens with highways that come through like really and truly the community don't got nothing to do. If the government, if the state wants to put the highway there, it's going there and then they're going to pay people for whatever they deem your items and your property was worth, which is often significantly less. So, well, that's another reason why you got to think about like. That's why black people hate the inter- interstate system. Yeah, it gets us places quickly, but it tore up the most communities of colors and things like that because of eminent domain. Because you could just make those people move and give them some pennies on the dollar. But cemeteries are are exempt from eminent domain, I guess, if they were ever registered properly. Whatever that might mean. Right. And I, I've also heard, too, I haven't done the research on this, and it's one in that documentary, but supposedly burying people in the ground isn't good for the earth anyway well i was gonna say whoever said like whoever decided that the proper way to bury somebody and made it a law i don't really know what the legal ramifications of that is i don't know if i guess just in america we have two options the burial and cremation but you know other cultures like they put their loved ones and they ship them down a river like you know what i mean like in a not a shrine, but like, you know, flowers and candles and they go like that or they get burned in a ceremony. Like a lot of countries do not bury people. I don't want to sound like no hotep or right here, but I mean, I do think it was a governmental strategy to say, OK, this is how we're going to say that bodies should be disposed of in America and in our country. And then also, yes, because also they were going to control the prices of that. So if you had said, yeah, you had to bury them or burn them up and then you were like, Okay, then we're just going to pay, you know, somebody to dig the hole and do it. That's fine. But then there came so many, like, you know, stipulations on how you could do it and probably when you can do it and where you can do it. So it's so many different things you have to pay for now. So I just feel like that was something from the government that was all about money and not necessarily about anything of worth. I wouldn't be surprised. I hate it here. (laughs) (laughs) Lord. Help. Help me. Help me, please. Okay. I got two more questions. They're real easy. How many professional sports teams are in Oakland? Wait, I'm trying to... Okay, friend. So, educate me. Are they still the Oakland Raiders? Or are they the Las Vegas Raiders? They're not in Oakland anymore. Yet. So, that would have been a good oh, one. Because that's the first team that came to my mind. Do I get an extra point because I know what's going on? <laughs> I have a clarifying question. I'm a whisperer, so y'all got to okay. lean in. Are the Oakland Raiders football or basketball? <laughs> <laughs> you go away right, right now. That's <laughs> go away. Football friend. Okay. I was trying to think of the basketball team. Is that the Raptors or is that Canada? I'ma just stop. Y'all call me when it's time to start back up. Okay. Well, the answer <laughs> is three. The Oakland A's. <laughs> and I know y'all was gonna ask me and I didn't even remember what the, the three I mean, we know the um I almost said the Oakland City Thunders. Lord, I would have been talked about. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, that's kind of how Kevin Durant feel about it, honestly. But uh, Golden State Warriors are there. 
And then uh, the Oakland A's are there. And then there's another team that I don't uh, that I'm skipping on right now. I thought Golden State was San Francisco. They just about to return there now, but they've been in like I think they collectively claim the Bay Area. I'm not sure exactly. Hmm, interesting. Now y'all got me googling it because I'm like I gotta have this. Nah, dude, because I'm I'm pretty sure it's San Francisco Golden Golden State Warriors is specifically San Francisco. No, they just I know that one. Oh. Oh no 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 no. So you were right, Jasmine. They did count in the count that it that I've been using this three. The Raiders were in there, so it was the Raiders, the Warriors, and the A's. Yeah. Okay. Um, but. You know, the Warriors, I, I, it's the Bay Area is what they're going to continually be because they moved from that stadium over there in Oakland to San Francisco, which I actually, um, I got to drive right by there because my family lives in Union City. So shout out to them. Um, and then my last question is, there's a word. No, I'm going to say it like this. I'm a word that originates from Oakland, somewhere between very and Helleva. Hella? Yes. Yes. You know how I know that? Nope, but you're gonna tell us. Katie. Oh. You know, she went to she went to college in San Francisco. And I remember her telling a story about how she picked up Hella from California. And I think for me, Hella is is uh, it's not ingrained into my vocabulary, but I think it's one of those words that I haven't heard as much recently. Right. I like those questions. That's all the trivia I got. We're going to come back to when we talk about some black excellence, but I figured that was enough of me talking. I want to do a little learn. Oh, come on to the education session with the, with the learning. Mm-hmm. Here we go. So, okay. First of all, I didn't, excuse my ignorance. I had to educate myself on the difference between the HBCU and a predominantly black college. I didn't know those was two different things. Duh, but you know what I'm saying. That's not my area. I didn't have to think about it. It's just that, what is it? Probably 95% of predominantly black colleges are HBCUs. Probably 99% of them. Yeah, right. So, because I was looking up um, if there were any HBCUs in Oakland, which there's not. There's only one HBCU in the whole state of California, and that is Charles R. Drew University of Medicine and Science, in which there's some... Hmm. Is it a HBCU that's not predominantly black? Exactly. I'm like, so it started out as HBCU and now it's a predominantly. I don't know how does that work. Can you, are you both? I feel like no. it would go the opposite way because the historically black college is like. Okay, that's what I'm saying. So HBCU, but now it's not predominantly black. Yeah, because HBCU is more so about how it was founded and why it was founded. And so it's a historical monument of sorts. Right. It being predominantly black it could be could happen at Lamar. Funny you say that because I felt like that was that was the case. But I thought that was interesting. So it is a medical college. There's another one, uh there's another real popular one and I can't remember the name escapes me right now, Jasmine. Another HBCU that is predominantly white and it's very popular for whatever reasons but yeah that happens quite often i bet that there's a connection between the churches that were establishing them too so i I bet there's some connections there did y'all also know it makes sense based on the definition of the words but i did not know that non-black students who go to hbcus are considered minorities and so they can therefore get minority scholarships 
Yeah, in the old-fashioned sense of the minority scholarships. I think most people didn't caught on and renamed them, but, mm-hmm. and re, you know, but yeah. I didn't even think about that. That's a little loophole in the system. But I think that was probably a way for, I think that was probably a way for state legislators. Think about it. I could see people who are, who were conservative or people who were trying to get the buy-in of conservatives to say, no, you know, you know, your state school, yes, it's predominantly white and we want some minority scholarships, but this is also going to impact the white people because we're going to do it at HBCUs. And then, hey, you can send someone, you know, it was, it, that had to be one of those, I'm going to give you a little bit and take a, you know, something take like a lot. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think they really were like, oh, we want to go to HBCU? Some of them, yeah, because I, I think about where it's HBCU, probably 40 minutes from my house and like where, I'm, where I grew up and... Like if you're close to that school that you know all about that culture. So, you know, and I think they're like, yeah, I'll do it. Um, but then the athletics and a, a couple other things to help them out, too. And think about the white guy. Can, his name is escaping me. But think about the white guy from Drumline. And he was like, man, I used to dream about coming to this school. And he loved the band. So and I hope I wonder if there is some correlation between how those people view the world and their quote unquote wokeness versus not. You know, going into an experience where they are forced to be the minority, you know. In some places, I don't think that the impact would even have any effect because they're still going to be very privileged when they go into those spaces. It's just going to be even better now, you know. So, like, it's like, oh, we really need to pay attention. They're the only one in the room. So, like, I think they probably have a different perspective, but I bet it ain't it don't correlate to their wokeness. Because I can just think about in Pine Bluff, Arkansas, there was probably some white boy who went to UAPB who is still like racist as hell, you know, and graduated and got a degree from there. So, yeah. Well, when I posed the question, I was asking from like a legislator standpoint, like, why would I make this rule? Y'all took it from the student standpoint. You know what I'm saying? Was that really a thought in a legislator's mind? Like, oh, we want to give white students the opportunity to go to these black colleges as well. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I don't think, obviously, I don't know for sure, but... I feel like it would be right on par with the way that legislation has typically uh, been a disadvantage to students of color and black people. And just thinking about the establishment of education in America, like I would not be surprised if it was like, okay, they go to PWIs and get minority scholarships or really can go a lot of places and get minority scholarships. We should be afforded the same option and or the way it was written. It didn't specifically benefit black students. And so white people have just figured out that there's a loophole and they can take advantage of it. That's my thought. Interesting. Yeah, it's a good perspective. Um, So there is one HBCU in California. We talked about that. But I also wanted to look, well, if there's only one HBCU, where are all the black students going? And Black Enterprise Magazine had a top 50 college for black students and the University of Southern California in Los Angeles, as well as the University of California in Berkeley were rated on the list. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Like growing up, my dad always talks about Berkeley and how it was a lot of, you know, like hippie, white people, that type of thing. But that, you know, it's getting diverse, I guess, more than what it was and that black students enjoy it there. That's dope. So that was my little piece on education. Well, again, I've been to Oakland now about, what, three times, two or three times. And I was actually talking to somebody and I was like, we're going on a virtual vacation today. 
but I don't remember where we're going. Sitting here talking to my coworker that's sitting in Oakland right now, I didn't even remember. And so when I came to do this part, I was like, okay, I probably have some places that I've actually gone while I was there. And lo and behold, I do. And so the one thing I want to mention that came up today, just in our training, is that Michael B. Jordan is actually right now hosting um, drive-in movies featuring different black movies and movies featuring people of color um and it's completely free i really wanted to highlight this because i got really into michael b jordan during black panther mainly because i've never been somebody into superheroes just never got into it and so it was kind of my first introduction to oh, like this is super cool and as a result learned that he has his own production company which is black owned and so i think it's a really cool thing that he is you know providing this activity a safe activity for people to do and also be like get the opportunity to be well versed on uh, movies from people of color and so that's one and i believe that started on july 1st and the uh, Black-owned restaurant that I want to highlight is somewhere I've been twice, and it's called House of Chicken and Waffles. It's not Roscoe's, but it's called... Okay, confidence. say this ain't the one that I went to in L.A., is it? It's called House of Chicken and Waffles. It's in Oakland on the Embarcadero, right across from where you would get on the ferry to go to um, San Francisco. To the city. Yes. And <laughs> I went my first time in my first summer training back in July 2018, and we went to this club that I cannot remember. All of the coaches went to this club and we had a really good time. And this was one of the only places that was open. And it was right around the corner from the Atlanta People's Hotel. And so we went there. When I It's black owned, which I did not know until I was doing some research today. It's black owned. Um, really good chicken. Like a night. You know how some people fry that big ass chicken? It'd be nice, reasonable sized pieces mm-hmm. of chicken. The crunch on it be nice. They got some good hot sauce. I vividly remember that. The waffles are good. They're a little thin, okay, but they still good. They got make in-house syrup. It's also a bar in there, and it looks like an old, like, 70s uh, diner kind of place, but definitely a place to go. They say open really late, and the address, if anybody is interested, is 444 Embarcadero, West Oakland, and I can't, I remember that from memory, in the zip code. I don't know how this closed. 94607. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So definitely check that place out. Oh, and the last thing, it's also very reasonably priced. Very reasonably priced place to eat. So check out House of Chicken and Waffles. I miss chicken. Do you, friend? And waffles. <laughs> so, y'all, I, I, um, over the break, uh, over the holiday break, I did... Uh, cheat a little bit i ate some sausage so i ate me like three pieces of sausage just to kind of see um, like little circle pieces kind of little small well, stuff yeah, like i just don't want people to think you was out there eating hot links uh, yeah oh yeah yeah not like uh yeah because okay <laughs> that makes sense because people would think, Damn, you ate a whole lot. <laughs> yeah no nah, i'm talking about like a very like a slice like sausage, of a link basically. yeah slice of a link uh but anyway and it tasted kind of good. I sp- I stretched it out over my rice, so my body probably really don't even know that I had it. But I just had to eat it. I, I just had to. I've been wanting to eat a piece of meat, and so I did that. Um, and I think that was enough for me. I haven't wanted any more meat recently. Um, so so that was good to do. But maybe it was because I had I bought some some impossible hot dogs from Walmart Supercenter. Y'all, I don't know Your what made face. me eat that sponge. I wish y'all could see Shaquille's right. face right now because it is horrible. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if I ever want to see that sponge again. 
it was but you know what again my first summer in oakland kd is a pescatarian and she ordered this impossible burger from this restaurant and it tore up and other people ate it and it was like it just really messed you up and i guess it's you know person to person but i'm not surprised to hear that well, and we should say we it wasn't impossible is what I had. I didn't have impossible. I just had some other, yeah. You because know, you know, impossible is a brand. It oh, is. Well, you said you had impossible hot dogs. Yeah, that's why I wanted to just clarify for people, not you know, Uh-oh. like impossible is a brand. I had some just some regular stuff from Walmart. That was oh, so you had the great value impossible. It was a little step up from now. You know, great value ain't got no uh beyond meat and impossible meat yet. <laughs> Well, that's why I told your ass up. It was a step up for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Speaking of black excellence, I want to keep along that same train and and just go through this a lot of stuff that I saw today. So I, too, was doing some research for our uh, virtual vacation, and I looked up black businesses in Oakland. And that's where I ran up on this website that was called Bay Area Black Market. And so I was like, what? So essentially, it's like a directory of black businesses in the Bay Area. And so you can look through. So like, it's a nice thing. You can look by category. And so I clicked on some categories and I found some businesses. And so because I'm doing it, you know, I got to play a little game with it. But so I'm going to ask y'all a question and you get like two or three words to just kind of give me your answer. Um, You can give me a clarifying. You can ask clarifying questions, but then we'll kind of go through. So the first category I clicked on was home. So when you think of home, like the physical space or where you are now, what is one thing that comes to mind? I need it to smell good. Okay, the smell good. Vibe, ambiance. Ambiance. That is so crazy. See, y'all cheating. See, I got to take <laughs> this stuff off here. Y'all cheating. Y'all cheating because the company, that the black business that I want to highlight is called Soyful Aromas. And Soyful Aromas, I guess, is a play for soulful and soy. Um, I don't know what they make them with because I didn't see nothing about soy on there. But I, all I know is it's a black company and they they have some really, really nice candles and like different aromas and all those types of things. And so as I was going through, they have their own website. It's www.soyfularomas.com. Um, and it lists on the director that they're open 24 hours. So I guess the only way you can shop through them is through their uh, through their website. So check them out if you like candles, if you want to um, support a black businesses. They do ship. I do see some good information there. And it's got all good reviews. Um, so check them out. As I was perusing the main site, the other thing that I clicked on was culture. So for y'all, what is like one of the top 10 favorite parts of your culture? <laughs> I think how we joke. Like how we produce laughter. Comedy is a comprehensive term. You know, that's a skill that we built up to. We it's a lot of uh it's a lot of like, you know, bad things that happened to us that afforded us this opportunity to laugh through this pain. And you just gotta laugh. Yeah. And resilience. What about you, Jasmine? So top ten favorite part of your culture. I think that we are um very relatable. That's a good one. So I don't I mean I could I could go down a lot of things, what y'all said. But I think for me, when I was thinking about culture, it made me think about like, well, what are the pieces of my culture that I don't know and how can I get connected to them? And so this next company would really help with that because there's a black owned company in Oakland called Uppity Edutainment. So like education, but entertainment, edutainment, Uppity Edutainment. 
And it says their purpose is to educate and entertain. It's a positive space to celebrate African culture. And so it's like, like I went through some more of their things on their website, but essentially they have like all different types of events. Um, they're educational, they're funny, and they're like they're connected to different things, but it's all about just understanding, you know, your culture as a black person. So I, they have what film screenings, lectures, workshops, book signings, slow jams, and other cultural appropriate events. So like they have so many different things and it's all centered around blackness. And I just love it. Love it. So when y'all go to to Oakland, make sure you visit Uppity Edutainment. My next question is, are y'all a foodie? And how much time do you spend preparing for your appetizing adventures when you go somewhere? I don't consider myself a foodie, but I am more intentional about where I eat when I travel away from home. I would say the same. Like, um, I definitely want to make it worthwhile. Like, okay, let me find my spots. And I know that's where I'm going to consistently go. But I think it's so important when you travel with a group to have a foodie in the crew. Because I'm not a foodie either. Oh, yeah. But I, like one of my friends, like Tim, I was talking about. So Tim is a foodie. So like we went to, last trip we went to was Kentucky. When we went, I was like, Tim, what we eating? He had found these places. And he was like, brother, this was blah, blah, blah. We found our favorite restaurant probably like the second one we went to. And we didn't go to a lot of the other ones. But like, I, I would have never found those local spots if I weren't. Because I would have just been like, oh, there's Chick-fil-A. Let me get my Chick-fil-A on my way to so-and-so. Or in my mind, I would have been on drinking. So I would have found a bar. So I'm a drinky, but I'm not necessarily a foodie. That being said, the next button I clicked on was cuisine and spirits. Um, and I did see this. Uh, I, I did see a black owned bar. But in full transparency, their name, I couldn't pronounce it. And their description was just so bold. I, I couldn't understand it. They said they're taking over something, something, something. <laughs> so I said, I ain't going to talk about them. I'm going to just go to <laughs> Said I oh said, I'm going to just go to the next company. <laughs> the description was yeah. too bold. I couldn't even understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so the, the next black company I'm going to talk about is Yellow Cake, one word, Yellow Cake Desserts. And so Yellow Cake Desserts is a self-taught baker. And she, I think she said she learned her, I can't remember where she, I have read it before, but she got her passion a long time ago. And yellow is her favorite color. She was trying to make her mom's pineapple upside down cake i think is where it started but this black girl doing that end up creating a full company called yellow cake and so if y'all out there in that area make sure to try yellow cake desserts i didn't get their social media handles but their website is www.yellowcakedesserts.com my last question my last question of the day wrap it up friend pertains to the fourth button that i pressed which was beauty so what's something that pertains to your beauty that you must have and probably since we in this time, you probably been struggling like hell, like through our coronavirus or cheated to get it taken care of. But what's something that you got to take care of? You got to have these feet. We got to take care of these feet. We need a pedicure. OK, I would say my locks. It made me think so very uh, similar to what you said, Jasmine. I have a friend named Corslet. And if anybody knows anything about Corslet, two things for her are her hair and her nails. They're just not going to be not done. Like, she's not even going to answer the phone if they ain't done. <laughs> and so it's crazy that y'all would say those, too, um, because that was my inspiration for the next company that I looked on, which was uh, nail professionals. So essentially what nail professionals they are, I think they are traditionally a uh, some type of company for that deals with your uh, 
What do you call fingernails? fingernails and all your nails and things? You see, you see me. I'm like, what is this? That does all your pedicures and manicures, but they ship the things to you. So they ship you a box to your mailbox that has everything that you need in it that, you know, you can pamper yourself and take care of yourself and provide whatever you're going to need. So it's really good for times like this, because like you can just go to nail, nail professionals and get their nail shop delivered to you on your mailbox. It's called nail professionals. Nail Professionals is their uh, name. Yes. Their website is nailprosbox.com. So nailpro with an S box.com. And so if you want to take a look, I think it's really cool. I was actually thinking about getting one because I've been sitting at home. I gave myself a couple pedicures too, but they got all the nice oil that comes with it. The exfoliators, the foot bath, like everything. So I think you should try it out. Do they have one for nails, fingernails, or it was just feet? You ain't go that far. It just says nails. So I think I only said feet, but I think they have everything. Well, I asked because, not because of Corona, but since Corona. Yeah, they got hand stuff because it's a hand sanitizer. Oh, hand sanitizer, candles, and face masks available. (laughs) I started doing my own nails, basically. (laughs) And I have been less successful. Is that right? I've been less successful than I have been successful. That the sentence. We got your point. <laughs> but yeah, I haven't gotten a consistent method. And so I've been thinking about ordering a different kit because I actually really enjoy doing my own nails. The dipping and the putting on a nail tip is actually quite relaxing. And it saves me about 50 to $75 a month. And I'm going to end it right there. Now that is very true. I did go to Nail Pro. I was just looking at their website, though. That is kind of why I paused. And they have all type of stuff, friends. So it's, it's uh, yeah, it's literally hands and feet, but they got two different types of boxes. They got the physical things you need as well as all of the oils and stuff that you need. So I would imagine if you buy one of these, like you could just sanitize it and use it for however long until probably the product runs out. So you should take a, take a look at them. Well, that's all we got for Oakland. So everybody give Oakland a round of applause. Because we going, going. We had a good time in back, Oakland. Don't be late for your flight. Cali, Cali. While we on our way to the airport, we're going to get some department updates. Jasmine, what you been up to? Ooh, child. Um, I've been reading or whatever. I'm reading this uh, Big Friendship, How We Keep Each Other Close. And it's such a cute book. This is my book of the month. And it makes me miss my friends. But it also challenges me to, like, figure out other ways and how to keep my friends close so trying to you know reach out more set up little dates like this weekend i'm having brunch with erica and anicia you know what i'm saying we all had got new promotions so we checking in having a little brunch a little ox cord meeting okay so um i think it's just a cute book it is really breaking up this other book that i'm reading for a book club called how to be an anti-racist mm-hmm. it's very good but sometimes you just need a little light break so i just mix it up a little bit now, for Ask Nurse Jay, I did get a really, really good question about what is reflective supervision. And I've always had that time with my supervisors. Do y'all have reflective supervision? You got to tell me what it is first. Right, can you elaborate on what that is and what it looks like? I mean, maybe I've been doing it or we've been doing it. Maybe. So it's just a time, like a scheduled time that your supervisors set aside for you to meet with them one-on-one. So when I was a home visitor, my one-on-one time was kind of like time for me to give my uh, supervisor an update on all my clients. She kind of brainstormed in uh, solutions for me when I had problems. 
And then a time for me to check in just personally, like, how are you doing emotionally as you serve your clients? Like, let me check on you because, no, you know, you worried about everybody else. And now as a supervisor, as the supervisor myself, I'm like, wow, this time is really valuable. And the fact of you're reflecting on how your week went, your highs, your lows and how that handles, you know, how that does to you, emo- affects you emotionally. And so realizing that not everybody has that time, I wonder, like, how do you reflect on your work week? Um, yeah, I think I, I in theory, yes. I do that or was doing that or will be doing it. I think just the kind of supervisor determines how real that gets. I've had supervisors where I could talk about personal stuff and like talking about just me comprehensively. And then I've had supervisors who I feel like were truly only interested in what I was doing at work. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'll just be cut and dry. I, um, I've been doing that something very similar to that Jasmine. It just hadn't had a fancy word. Um, but yeah, spending a lot of time because for me in my work, a lot of what, like my, my work is not based off of an, of an observation that you can just make all the time. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like somebody's, like, I feel like your mind's different than yours, Jasmine, because you're taking care of people. Somebody know whether or not you're taking care of the people, but mine is kind of like, okay, this is what I'm doing. Let's talk. I need to be telling you about it. So if I'm not telling you about it, you don't really know that it's happening type of thing. And so that's where we do a lot of the one-on-one meetings talking about, yes, what's going on, but then just who I am as a person, literally every one of my supervisors has been the, a person who has, we've given and taken, um, about social and personal life. I can't deal without it. Like, I don't know how I would be able to fully work with. I mean, I'm pretty sure I can, but I I get connected with people. That's just what I've always done. So. Mm -hmm. I think that definitely in the nursing field, because I can't come home and like tell Nikki, oh, this happened with a client. This happened with a client like HIPAA. Come on. So the reflective time is really important so that somebody else knows what's going on. I did want to reflect on what you said. You was reading a book um, about friends. And I'm like, I forgot how to be a person, friend in person. We hung out this weekend. That's the first time I'd have been around some strangers in a long time. Yeah, definitely. Had to ease back into society. So my segment is usually what in the hell happened. But if y'all will indulge me, I want to do something new. And so I realized probably like a week or so ago, I was like, man, I really be wanting to read. But um, I'm just not there. You know what I mean? I'm I'm not. It doesn't catch my interest. But I feel like my form of reading is watching documentaries. Like I watch them all the time. And like, I guess that's just the way that I have come to like to learn new things. And so I want to share some of the things that I have watched this week, some of which were documentaries and were not. So I just watch a lot of TV and just reflect a lot. And then also what I've been listening to, because I also found that my friend probably knows this, that I listen to some of the same things every day, um, which is evident on my Spotify. So first of all, if you want to watch something good and you want to watch something that's going to give you a few weeks of not having to find something new to watch. Y'all know what I'm talking about. There is a show on Netflix called Dark. Have y'all heard of it? I know you ain't shit, Jasmine. It's a show called Dark, and it's kind of like a mix between Stranger Things and the Umbrella Academy, Okay. The premise of the show is something happens and that event triggers all of these other events. 
and there's some time travel and it just gets really deep and so some of the questions that pop up in this series and this is a real show but it was just like you know what if you can go back and talk to your parents what if you can go back and get to see how your parents were living when they were 18 and so stuff like that actually happens and puts these people in really reflective spaces but a really great show like if you like puzzles and like having to keep up with all of the characters because the characters present in different years and so you have to remember that that's 1986 version of jasmine that's 2019 jasmine that's 1921 Jasmine ain't here, but that's her grandma. Like, you have to keep all of it together. So if you're really looking for something that's kind of fun, but also, like, really, like, cool, watch Dark. Were you about to say something, Shaq? I just wonder, now that you say that, like, have I met, like, because you don't know in, in that moment, right? And so have I met somebody, like, have I met my old self, or did I meet somebody, you know, like, you never know. You never know. And you might have. And honestly, I ain't gonna lie, I think about stuff like that. Now, if you need something to listen to, get you some bops. Let me tell y'all something about Chloe and Halle, okay? The Ungodly Hour album. Shout out to those beautiful black young women. They are doing a damn thing. So if you need some good stuff to listen to, the whole album is a bop. The whole album is a bop. And um, last week's honorable mention. You might have to listen to it twice. Yeah, because, you know, forced music is lost music. That is my belief. And so sometimes you can't you can't listen to an album when it come out. You might listen to it six years later and then it really hits you. So, you know, just try. And my last honorable mention, well, not even honorable mention, from last week has been JoJo's album, which is called, I forgot. Really great album. <laughs> Good up. to know. Good to know. Good to know. It's JoJo's album. You know, I JoJo seems to be making a, a, a steady comeback. But I really wish that she had the space to thrive because she's an amazing artist, amazing singer. Um, and you can tell that her voice has matured so much from Get Out Right Now. It's the end of you and me. That's yeah, my so song. Just some music and some some TV for you to watch, some music for you to listen to during these unprecedented times. And if you want to make a COVID baby, go ahead and listen to that Ro <laughs> if James. If you want to make a Corona baby. He got a new album. Okay, Roro. Because, baby. Your boat. Hmm. You can throw a little Tiana in there, too, if you want to, because she nasty. But, you know. Oh, Tiana. Tiana's album is good. Is it bad that I don't know who JoJo is? Jasmine, in the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Um, y'all favorite staff member is out of line today, honey. All right. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Books to Bills Podcast. Twitter at Books to Bills. Email us. We don't really check it, but you can. <laughs> From Books to Bills Podcast at gmail.com. We will see y'all at the next staff meeting. Bye.